I really do believe that one of the best clear-cut ways to develop the characteristics that are going to appeal to the majority of universities is meaningful, committed, long-term service with a local organization or meeting a local need. Right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Japan, but with students from all over the world to help them reach their college admissions goals. First of all, before we get into today's topic, as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, we hope you will continue to enjoy everything that we're offering here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support us, be sure to leave a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Also, please do follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. All right, we also do regularly have different types of events. I'll talk a little bit more about some of the upcoming events that we have a little bit later. But in the meantime, uh, we are going to jump into today's topic. And today I wanted to take some time to address a word that has been floating around. And if you have gone to any college tours or gone to any college info sessions, it's a word that you will hear and you will become increasingly familiar with as you go on. And that is the term holistic, right? And it is a term that is used to describe the admissions process, right? Holistic admissions it is a term that is useful because it avoids them being able, it avoids college admissions officers having to actually explain anything. And this is a tricky thing because the holistic means that we look at everything, right? Holistic admissions means that as an admissions officer, I'm going to look at all of your stuff, at the, this whole idea that every part of your application matters. And all of that's great and all that's true. And obviously, you would want a school to take a full look at. Everything that you have to offer in order to determine your eligibility for that university. However, when pushed to give more fine grained explanations of what that word holistic means, it's very hard to find answers. And, you know, how does the weight of my test score compared to the weight of my GPA compared to my extracurriculars? What count as valuable extracurriculars? Like all of these questions, right, end up. I can tuck under the rug of holistic admissions and say that it all matters. And on some level, I have answered your question. But in terms of giving you a clear direction as to what you should be focusing on in high school in order to improve your chances of getting in, I haven't really answered anything, right? And so that becomes kind of where things get a little bit tricky and where colleges obviously want to have flexibility to, to, get, to come up with a term that has some flexibility so that as their needs as an institution change, they can move everything without needing to change their term that they're using for their admissions, right? And there's nothing wrong with this. Companies do this all the time, right? Institutions do this all the time of like, let's come up with a term that is broad enough to describe our process without actually explaining what our process is. That gives us some leeway to shift our definition. We can't be held to a particular meaning, right? And that allows us to continue to be flexible in terms of who we accept, which I get 
because the needs of a university change year on year, right? The types of students that they want for a class is going to change year on year. So all of these things make sense. But for families who are looking to gain a competitive edge, for families who are looking to have more of a clear-cut pathway for what you should be doing because of all the options you have, right? What should I really be honing in on? It now becomes a little bit tricky. And so I wanted to make an attempt to dive into this through a particular lens, right? And that lens is an organization that is called the Character Collaborative. And the Character Collaborative is an initiative that has a bunch of member schools, including very, very big names like NYU, Carnegie Mellon, right, uh, UPenn. All of these schools are member schools as part of this Character co Collaborative. And the Character Collaborative is also partnered with NACAC, right, which is the um, National Association for College Admissions. And the purpose of this collaborative is to better assess and set, start to set some standards for using character as part of your evaluation for admissions, right? Because when you apply, right, the first thing that are going to determine your admissions chances are going to be your stats. What's your GPA? How difficult your courses are? How difficult were your courses? What are your test scores, right? Fine. And according to this collaborative, most schools do weigh it around if anywhere from 60 to 80%, right, is weighted on your academics, but that leaves that 20 to 40% that has to be filled with something. And that 20 to 40% is where the concept of holistic admissions comes in. Because if it were 100% academics, then just get a 4.0 in the hardest possible classes and get a 1600. You should definitely be guaranteed entry. That is no longer the case, especially because of how competitive and the number, the sheer number of applications that are involved. And so this concept of holistic admissions means we need to introduce this personal rating or this, this evaluation of who you are outside of your academics that can help us figure out whether or not you're going to be good for your, for your, for our school. And in part, due to the pandemic and part due to increasing scrutiny on evaluate admissions evaluation processes right the character collaborative is seeking to find ways to to change this seeking to find ways to make sure that there is a more definitive more transparent way that character is being evaluated in the application process prepare for your next academic year on topics you need SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit tokyoacademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's tokyoacademics.com. And so they surveyed all of their member colleges, right? And one of the things that they started to look at, right, was what are the values, what are the character values that exist for each of these schools? And one of the first places to start looking is the mission statement of the schools themselves, right? And I think there's nothing wrong with this, right? Like, obviously, right, where you should be looking for some estimation of your, of the characteristics that you value should be your mission statement. And in order of priority, right? In order of number of frequency of which things were mentioned, right? The values of these member schools, the number one was civic engagement and acting in the public interest, right? After that, empathy and compassion. 
and then support and respect for each other, and then commitment to diversity, equity, and justice, curiosity and imagination, free expression and independent thinking, problem-solving ability, living a life of purpose and success, and then it kind of goes on, right? And so the top three, right, the top three that are most frequently mentioned in university mission statements are civic engagement and acting in the public interest, empathy and compassion, support and respect for each other, okay? And so in terms of finding a school that matches, in terms of making an argument for why you would be a good fit for, for a particular school, one of the things that they're going to measure and one of the things that you should be thinking about, right, when writing your why this school essays, if you're doing that as a rising senior right now, or as you're thinking about your extracurricular activities going forward, is how am I demonstrating these things, right? How am I demonstrating civic engagement and acting in the public interest? I've stressed a bajillion times, right, that you have to do service, right? Not join whatever volunteer club. You have to do service that is meaningful. You have to do service that is meaningful to you. And you have to do it in a way that addresses local issues, right? Um, increasingly doing service that where you are sending supplies to um, some third world country, right? Is no longer going to be valuable. It's not that it's invaluable. It's not that it's not valuable. Please, if that's something that is that is something you care about, please continue to do it. But the reality is that wherever you live, chances are there is an organization that is in need of those exact supplies that you just sent to a third world country, and that organization might be right around the corner, right? And so, civic engagement means taking on responsibility as a citizen to impact locally. Right, the world should your the world should be a better place because you are in it. But more importantly than than that, your neighborhood should be a better place because you are in it. Your community should be a better place because you are in it. What are you doing to engage that way? All right, empathy and compassion. This is going to come through your teacher X. Right, this is also going to come through your personal statement, through your Common App essay, right, and to some degree through your supplements. Right, but this is also where that third recommender is important because the third recommender can be anybody. Right? And so if you are engaged in local service, if you're engaged in local community outreach, you're probably going to have an adult supervisor who oversees all of these things, right? who can speak to your ability to demonstrate those characteristics, empathy, compassion. right? And then lastly, support and respect for each other. That should be obvious, right? That that's that whether it be your recommendations or how you write yourself, right? Or in your communications during the interview, right? There are many, many different ways to demonstrate that, okay? And so alignment with mission statements is important. And, and but I really do believe that one of the best clear-cut ways to develop the characteristics that are going to appeal to the majority of universities is meaningful, committed, long-term service with a local organization or meeting a local need, right? Okay, so that's kind of alignment with mission statement, right? And mission statements can be whatever, right, to some degree, right? A lot of mission statements, if a lot of company mission statements are just wordsmithed together to sound very, very nice and it's part of a sales product, et cetera. However, I do believe that institutions like universities that are built around education really do try to do their best to check and make sure that there is an active alignment with their mission statement and therefore thinking about how to align who you are with the mission of a school is important. 
Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. Now, the a character collaborative goes a little bit further and it surveys schools to ask about attributes that they look for, specific evidence of character strengths that they look for in the review process. So this is another kind of one of those deep dives into perhaps some functional definition of what holistic admissions means, right? And so um, what, according to the colleges that responded, okay, the top three, all right, in descending order, number one, resilience, number two, service to others, number three, curiosity, okay? And when thinking about what a university is trying to accomplish, when thinking about the type of community that a university is trying to create, this should make complete sense, right? This idea that what I am looking for is someone who responds well to failure, who is able to bounce back, who is able to persevere and accomplish goals in spite of setbacks, right? That is in university especially, where you're going to be largely independent and working on your own, demonstration of that resilience is going to be incredibly important, right? Service to others, we've already talked about, right? When you join a university, you're going to be part of a community. How are you going to make that community better, right? You're not just there for yourself, right? How do you make everything around you better, right? And then lastly, curiosity. At the end of the day, I am an academic institution, but I also want to know that you are interested in growth, right? That you're not just interested in doing the same thing or doing the thing that you're good at, right? I, I want you to challenge. I want you to take risks. I want you to want to know more, right? Because curiosity framed another way is ambition. Because you have, you have not set your limits to status quo. If you are curious and you pursue your curiosities, you have ambition, you have drive, you have a desire and an openness to learn, right? And these three characteristics then are attributes that colleges are looking for. And according to the character collaborative, they're looking for specific, explicit evidence of throughout your application. And so how do you start to go about cultivating these things? And how do you go about developing and exposing yourself to opportunities to build these things? Right. One of the biggest and we can start with resilience. I think that the biggest challenge with resilience is that by definition, resilience requires failure. And we are raised kids right now are raised in a culture where failure is unacceptable. Right. Oh, you got a B. That's basically an F. Right. 
in this kind of culture, that fear of failure leads to fear of engagement. And it also leads to an inability to handle the inevitable failure when it comes. Right? And so how do you go about developing that characteristic? How do you do go about developing that, that qual quality in a demonstrable way that shows resilience? Take on challenge. Take risks. Do things where there is a high likelihood that you are going to struggle, that you are going to fail, right? Be ambitious because then you are putting yourself in a space, right, where you're going to have to develop that skill, right? Learn a new language, learn a new skill, take up coding, right? Don't like STEM, dive into it. Don't like humanities, join a writing contest, right? I've read by this point a bajillion, well, very inaccurate. I have read many, 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 many college essays by this point. And I have talked to many, many students and the students who have gone through hardship, whether of their own design or because they were born with a particular disease or because family struggles or whatever, students who have gone through it talk about themselves differently than students whose greatest struggle was not having the Wi-Fi password. So especially if you're going to an international school, especially if you're going to a top school, finding the opportunities to fail meaningfully are actually incredibly rare, right? Which means that when you come to the prompt of talk about your most significant challenge, every single thing that you can come up with is basically a first world problem because you haven't put yourself in position to fail. You haven't put in your in position to actually build up the resilience to try, mess up, try again, mess up, try again. And you may not succeed, but you have built that resilience into you. So be thinking about that when exploring summer opportunities, when exploring winter activities, right? And I don't just say this because it will help you get into a good university, right? Like I say this because it's important as a life skill. Right? And I would much rather you mess up in an environment where at the end of the day, there's a safety net of teachers, of parents, of siblings, of family, of school, of counselors to catch you, right? Rather than have your first real failure come when you've graduated college and rents due tomorrow, right? So seek out opportunities to challenge, to fail, to build up that skill for yourself, right? Service to others I've already talked about, right? Just keep it local, right? Find needs that are right around you. I can guarantee you that there are, right? I can guarantee you that you are, that there are. You just need to look, take the time, especially if you're a student at an international school, you likely are moving from the bubble that is your international school to the bubble that is your home to the bubble that is your American club or whatever, right? Take some time, go on a walk around your community, right? Go on a walk around your neighborhood, see the needs, look for the organizations, like look for the welfare centers, figure out where there are problems, right? That need solving and then get to it. All right, and then lastly, curiosity. Right? Curiosity is trainable, but it starts by you following your interests, right? Rather than be like, oh, that's interesting, but I'm, I don't have time, right? Find the time. 
Find the time to learn more. Ask questions. Don't silence yourself because you think it's going to sound foolish, right? Ask the question, right? Build that muscle, right? Build that muscle of shamelessness, right? To where it's okay for you to reach out, where it's okay for you to ask questions of anything, where it's okay for you to to go after whatever thing you're curious about, right? And one of the things that I usually encourage some of my students to do over over the summer, a lot of them are like, nah, I don't want to read. Okay, fine. I will pick my battles, okay? If you're not going to read, here's what I'm going to set for you as a weekly assignment, right? Every week, like find some time where the only option, the only category on Netflix that you can choose to watch is documentary, right? Or watch like two to three TED Talks, whatever it may be, right? Expand your mind and learn about something that is uncomfortable or that is different or that is unexpected. Take some time to make sure you're pursuing these because that will help you to start build that muscle to ask, to be inquisitive, to have the courage to raise your hand and go up to a teacher and ask for additional opportunities. Okay. And so these are kind of the three attributes, right, that most colleges said they look for the most often. And and those are great, right? And I think that that is kind of one window into what holistic admissions kind of sort of is, right? If you wanted something that is more tangible, right? Hopefully that hopefully what I've had to share today has helped because I do think that at the end of the day, holistic admissions can be defined, right? And while it may change from year to year, there are certain things that are going to be relatively consistent. And these character attributes that are important are part of it. Okay. So, and speaking of this idea of like curiosity, like go pursue it, having found this organization, having found this collaborative right after this podcast, I am going to be signing up and paying my dues to become a member, right? So that I can start to find ways to contribute and to better understand this process. Because I do think that especially with, especially with test prep kind of fading a little bit but also with an increased emphasis on we if we want just smart kids they're a dime a dozen right of our 60,000 applicants 59,000 are academically equipped to handle our workload right but we want to build a, a class of character okay well then if how do we evaluate that because we have to at some point turn it into a number so we can rank so we can eliminate certain students right that's just how it works. But if that's what you're thinking about, and that's kind of where you're aiming for, then understanding that hopefully will help you start to shape and make some decisions about your extracurricular activities, about how you are using your time, right? And your willingness to take on challenges, okay? I cannot stress this enough, right? When the number one thing they're looking for is resilience, right? And you have look if you look back currently at your life and you're like, I don't think I've struggled that much really, then you probably have nothing to say, right? When it comes to that question about resilience. Okay. So for the sake of your admissions goals, but also just for the sake of you becoming a reflective, mature human being, right? Seek out opportunities to challenge yourself. Seek out opportunities to build that character, right? Because it will be 
give you the stories to tell. It will give you the narrative that you need, but it also will just give you the character that is going to help you be successful later on in life. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. I hope you enjoyed today's topic on character, the character collaborative and on just some of the elements that are part of what a college means when they say holistic admissions. Okay, join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, as mentioned at the top, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Also, please comment or reach out with, to me directly with feedback. I'd love to hear what you all have to say. I'd love to make sure that whatever content that I'm covering is relevant and of interest to you. Right, And so if you don't want to p- comment publicly, email me privately. Right, I'm more than happy to take that into consideration when planning out what I choose to speak on. Okay, do also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events. So speaking of the characteristics and holistic admissions, uh, in a few weeks, I will be talking specifically about the Why This School essays, about the supplements and what you need to do to have a competitive edge on these schools. How do you align with the school's mission so that it's not just you saying, oh, your school's a great fit for me, but making the argument that I am a great fit for you you right how do you balance that in 200 words right um, that's what i'll be talking about if you want to attend that and learn more uh, you can find out about that at tokyoacademics.com slash events that is tokyoacademics.com slash events okay that's it for today thank you so much for listening and remember the key to getting in is getting ready